Here we go. Good morning, Mr. Gomez. Good morning. Do you like our new 2021 graphics? Yeah, they're, they're bright. Yellow and black, consistent with the theme of the Very, show, dare I say? Yeah, full of brightness. <laughs> Looks good too. Looks goes with it goes with the logo. I see. Now that I I'm looking. So. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, let me be the first to say welcome to Content Content 2021. Mike, Happy New Year to oh, you. Yeah. 21. It's a whole new year. Uh, I said to a couple folks this week, um, you know, 2021 just has to be better than 2020, right? It just. I mean, how could... How'd that go for you when you said that? How what was... You know, it how was, went great. How was that received? <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, Did you? what a precarious uh, way to start a year. What a strange footing to be on um, heading into a new year. Yeah. As we talked about a little bit last week, I guess, like New Year's resolutions... Um, certainly should be altered uh, or custom fit to a pandemic, at least start to the year. Yeah. Um, how was your New Year's, Mike? It was good. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. We played games and stuff. Um, it was good. Definitely uh, over eight. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, and right. had fun. Yo, what's up, John? Good morning, John. Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year's. Yeah, um, I had a decent little New Year's, I guess. Obviously, I didn't go anywhere. Um, you know, I, I, I will admit, guilty pleasure, that I do like to watch uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen on CNN. I don't know if you caught any of that <laughs> how'd coverage. That, how'd that go? What, was, what were they doing on New Year's Eve? <laughs> well, it makes me laugh. Were they is, okay? Were they hanging in there? or They were doing great. They were okay. always doing great. All right, good. What makes me laugh so much is CNN has like 364 days out of the year is telling you like the world is falling apart and everything is the most serious thing you could ever imagine. Of course. And then for one night and one night only, Anderson Cooper and (laughs) Don Lemon, they just lose their minds and get, honestly, pardon the expression, pissed drunk on live television. Really? I didn't realize that. Yes. Wow. Um, And they're larfing they're having a great time they're making fun of everybody Ah. it is the least news thing on cnn and consequently the only thing worth watching on cnn damn i didn't know that that's so cool (laughs) you know andy cohen is uh he likes to break balls let's say and um him and anderson are a nice little team but even then they got him in Times square where they would normally be Mm. And they show they like did allow some people in Times Square, but it's people who are in like literally like you know like the police barricades, you know. Oh yeah, so they, yeah. They give Inside. people like a little square, and you've got like three people in yeah. the square. And, and and I'm like, oh my god, who would do that? That's ridiculous. That seems like somehow more awful than there being tons of people there. And it was apparently like first responders. And like oh, okay, they gave him they a chance to be, be there. there. That's <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I can't imagine the cross-section of a person who was a first responder at the front lines of the COVID crisis this entire time, and also, you know, and obviously would have to be like a native New Yorker, or at least have been here for a while. Yeah. And yeah. also would be like, you know what, I do want to go to Times Square <laughs> this year. <laughs> they said the hell with it. I guess so. It's it. I guess so. It's it. I mean, very, very... You know what's weird, Mike, is... It's almost like you can never feel when history is happening. Unless it's something enormous. Something Mm. um, uh, very out of the ordinary. That, like... I feel like, you know, you read about history in a history book... And it's this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Then this big thing happened, and it changed all this stuff. But like when those people were living in that, I think it's, there's almost, maybe it's inherent. I think maybe it's made worse by, of course, the American value system nowadays. But 
Um, everything is constantly normalized. And you'll see it even more uh, under a Joe Biden administration, unfortunately, that everything is made out to be like, not that big a deal. <laughs> it mm. just makes me think that, you know, one, one day it, there's never like the apocalypse is going to happen and it's going to not be a big deal. <laughs> 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 You're just going to turn on CNN one day. They're going to be like, well, top story tonight, Florida fell into the ocean. Let's bring in our senior political correspondents <laughs> in. The stock market is rising like crazy. Georgia waterfront property selling left and right. Let's ask the obvious question. Is it reasonable to think anyone could live on land? You know, is this <laughs> oh normalized, 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 normalized? That's scary. And it's just like, especially in the past year, we have just blown past dystopian thing after dystopian thing that everybody's wearing the masks outside. Yeah. I, you know, I think we should do it. But it's freaky. It's, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's strange it's, that you cannot it, go outside without a mask on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, uh, I know what you're saying. It's, uh, and it just rolled right into the next year. And, uh, here we are, 2021. And, uh, it's, you know, I guess it's, it, I guess that's what you're saying. You know, we got used to a lot of stuff. 2021's here. And it's still that same stuff. And, um, that's a little depressing. <laughs> it kind of is, man. It's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer, but at the same time, um, we here at Content Content, uh, we're we're always looking for that that silver lining, certainly. And um, I think uh, it, you know, it's 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 a little bit of everything, you know. Once again, you know, we we got all these this crazy stuff that's gotten normal, uh, because it's, I guess for survival, right? What else, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, some of it is just natural. Like, look, man, I gotta, I gotta get up and go to work in the morning. Or like, I just gotta put one foot in front of the other. Um, so there's often not a whole lot of time to stop and consider. Wow, that's very strange the way this is now. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it and it's funny too because like we're doing the the interviews starting this Wednesday. That's right. And before you know, even even. There was times when things got a little bit calmer, and then if if you know, because we d we did a little bit of having some guests here and there, people would sometimes say, "Is it uh, is it are you uh, am I going to go somewhere? You know, to, to a studio or something?" Yes, right. And now no one even says that. <laughs> they just know, you know, there's a it's link. Not an option. Yeah, there's a link coming. You know, so that's a part of it. But uh, I don't know. I guess I guess just that that um, that ability to adapt, and that that's I can I kind of gotta say that I think that's what you're speaking to. Just our, it's strange when you think about it, but we're just that's part of why we're still here. I guess you know we just adapt and it just becomes what we call normal. Which, what the hell is normal, right? Right. What yeah, the heck I mean, is normal anyway? Yeah, right. no, normal, normal is, like you said, you know, like those right now at the time, so much is happening. And then, and then, and then it's weird because a uh, change happens slowly sometimes. And it happens so slowly that you don't even realize it's happening until, oh my goodness, look at this. And then other times it happens like instantly. You know, mm -hmm. it's a weird thing, you know, change, change, it changes, uh, is really something, you know, I, I think so. You know, and it's an interesting point too, Mike, that like, you know, when you think about humans, yeah, or uh, any species adaptability to its environment is crucial to its survival. But when you think about the process of, uh, evolution, um, well, it happens over thousands of years, and slowly over time, a species grows an extra finger, which allows it to grab them, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and on a day-to-day -day basis, you don't feel actively involved in that process. Um, but one of the takeaways, I guess, from last year is that, well, we did see a lot of things change, and we did see uh, an ability to adapt to it. Now... When and where and why all of those changes occurred, 
Let's just set that aside for a moment and focus on the individual factor that we were able to, I mean, gosh, think about restaurants and all these things, all these different businesses and things that had to change up their model and will, yeah. you know, for yeah. better or worse, have to continue to do so. Um, there is a certain resilience, a certain toughness there. And I would imagine, again, on an individual level, everybody's had to make adjustments. And everybody, at least in some way, if you stop and think about it, has probably proven to themselves that they were capable of something or some things that they did not otherwise consider yeah. they could do. Um, so whether or not those changes were a good or a bad thing, unfortunately, in a great many cases, they're not great. Mm-hmm. But there is a nugget of truth or a takeaway there that um, you know, when the rubber hit the road, you were able to do it. And can that same attitude be extrapolated into other areas in your life? Because I will say this too. It seems, let's operate just, let's do a mind exercise here and operate under the generally, I think, held conception that life will begin to be regular beginning this spring. And let's say even like it'll be pretty normal, especially with outdoor dining in the summertime, which may well mean that we have one winter left of true lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, you're feeling City. it today, Derek. What do you mean? You're <laughs> feeling the, um, the, the lockdownness <laughs> extra today. I suppose so. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I'm supposed to go into Manhattan later today, too, actually. I'm going to take my goddamn life in my hands. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> let me... Uh, no, yeah, it's 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 funny, though, how that happens, right? You know, like, sometimes you'll just kind of, like, you... And, and it happens to me, too, you know, like, where I'm just, like... You know, there's, there, there's this big bright side to the whole thing, to the pandemic, you know, um, and we've spoken about that. And even like we said in that early episode we had where we were like, man, if everything could just stop for a while so we could really think about things, you know? <laughs> and, then well, and then it did. <laughs> and so there, there is, you know, for me, there's, there's that great side to it. And then there's the other side. And it's weird how sometimes I can live on the great side of it. And other times the other side just comes through and it just will not leave me alone. And it's like, well, oh, I'm hey. so tired of this. And then, you know, and it's weird, you know, it's, and it, and it's, I think you need both for sure. We, we've talked about that a lot, that balance, that yin yang, that, uh, you need, you know, you need the devil. And, um, and I think it's, it's interesting, you know, how, how we can float and how we have to. And it's sort of that's that balance, you know, and sometimes maybe it's because you're going out. You know what I mean? It's, it's so interesting, like how that just, it happens because it happens to me so much. Like it happens so me. Like one day I'm I'm on one side, the other day I'm on the other side, and it's so hard to just kind of like coast, you know. Like I've been reading a lot in the in the like the Tao the De Jing, and one of the, one of the stuff, one of the the kind of themes they have. Well, you know that's that is in there. I mean, there's there's a ton of great stuff, but it's kind of like to be balanced. You, it's weird, like you kind of, you don't, f- you know, you know how we always hearing fill up, you know, your cup runneth over and that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. You know, and that's, that's, that for all these overflow and all this blessing and it's kind of has this teaching in there, which is kind of really uh, hitting me because it's so unusual from what I'm used to where don't fill up because if you fill up too, too much, you're going to you're going to need to fill it up again. So it's <laughs> like this idea of like not going in this excess. It's yeah. it's wow. really weird, you know, it's in but it's intriguing though cuz it's like don't be, you know, don't be too far along uh on that path to like success or just to like feel great all the time because that's going to that it will. Imp- it's like a way of not pushing yourself to be imbalanced, I guess. Mm, yeah, you know, like, and yeah. it's it's it is like that that hopelessness that Pema Chadran talks about. 
mm. which is weird. The teaching is weird at first, and that's how I'm feeling with this too. It's like weird. It's like I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it. That's a weird thing to think about. Certainly, man. But uh, but I will say too that um, I would like to believe, and we've mentioned this kind of before, Mike. But like during Happy, hey, New, Happy New Year, um, <clears throat> you know, one of the things I think universally people have had time to do during quarantine is consider how they feel and um, obviously I think that's a good thing and I've noticed it I'll speak for myself like I've noticed maybe maybe this is just me losing my mind <laughs> but I've really been able to kind of track my mental patterns or mm. states and I sometimes find, not always, sometimes I have like a direct reason why I'm upset or whatever. And I've talked about them on the show. <laughs> but uh, there are other times where I don't necessarily like have a reason for why I'm feeling upset. Or oh, rather yeah. my reaction yeah, yeah. to whatever the thing is, source is, is way out of proportion yeah. as compared to what like the actual thing is. Yeah. And it makes me think of, Trump Rinpoche talks about crazy wisdom. That's like his sort of version or terminology for a realized person. Mm. That his wisdom is a little bit crazy because his thing is like, no matter the ups and downs of life, which inevitably happen, you interact with them, but don't get overwhelmed by them. You don't get sucked into them. That anger doesn't pile up, or even that pleasure doesn't pile up like crazy. Mm. And it's it's. I keep thinking of myself like every 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 person may well be the triangle on the cover of Dark Side of the Moon, where energy is just pouring into your head. And then all we really are are just like this little uh, conversion box. And then we spit out all the different colors. Mm. But that energy process of flowing through you doesn't particularly involve you. Not nearly as much as you think it would. Which is kind of freeing in a way. Because it's like you can just be in a bad mood sometimes and it has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with quote unquote you. Who you uh, conceptually think that you are, this collection of experiences and thoughts or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's a little disassociative. No, I don't but think I so. But I think it's, uh, it can lead to a certain, uh, it lead to a path towards a lighter way of uh, treading through life or something. And I think it, it um, actually, let, I'll do a little recap this time. Oh, because go I, ahead. I think that you actually set it up nicely. And um, uh, before we did the recap of the year, uh, we had kind of got into this place of knowing thyself. So it's interesting, you know, you're, you're talking about how you, you know, you think of yourself. It's kind of you almost, you know, being a, being a technician, I'm thinking of uh, you being an encoder. Exactly. You know, and, and, and so this, we're, you know, we're sending you this signal over light. Mm -hmm. Right, which is which is also in tune with the stuff we talk about, mm -hmm. and uh, you're encoding it. Well, it's it's encoded. You're decoding it. Decoding, and then it's you know, and that's what you are. You're like this decoder, mm -hmm. and um, and you broadcast. I think it. <laughs> yeah, and then you broadcast it, and I think that that also goes into when cuz cuz that happened to me the same thing you're talking about just uh maybe was it yesterday or the day before and um i was kind of like not feeling so great and and erica was like you know are you okay you know and i was like yeah she's like so what what are you thinking about or what's going on and the truth was kind of like what you're saying it wasn't really anything right but at least i'm able to know that now that is uh, Before, incredibly important. Yeah. I would I would go and try and kind of make up like oh I think it's because yeah. this oh. happened yesterday, or I think it's because uh, I'm mad because my son won't listen to me. Something <laughs> you know I, 
and then I, that would be like the reason. And and I would just, it wasn't necessarily true, but that helped me to explain it. Yeah. But the truth, which I, I'm pretty, you know, I'll pat myself on the back a little. I'm pretty happy that I just said to her the truth, the absolute truth, which is kind of what you were, you're just describing, <laughs> yeah, which man. is, I don't yeah, really have a reason. Like nothing really. <laughs> I have no real reason, but this is how I'm feeling. And then just letting it kind of be, which which goes back to Pema too, because one of the things I learned from from reading about her, you know, her teachings, is is to to invite that stuff in, let it sit there. My, you know, I think I think she she gave me that idea of you know having tea with them and just hanging out. Yes, that feeling, let it be, and don't try to like label it to this and attach it to this because then you sort of empower it. And I think that's a that's a that's a jewel, you know, like what you were describing, because it's just saying like I don't really necessarily have a reason that reason that I feel like crap, let's say. <laughs> yeah. And 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 to just be that honest about it. It just and came it, from nowhere. I you know, I just had a nice meal, let's say, and I'm just doing the dishes and I'm like, I don't know why. And mm-hmm. I think that that is I would dare say that's a little bit of knowing thyself. Certainly. I, I think so, too. And it, it's almost like knowing uh, existence or like, yeah, yeah, what your existence is like. And, yeah, you could not have a more concrete example of, A, the Buddha's first realization that all life involves suffering. Mm. That at any moment, any time, anywhere, there could be suffering, and <laughs> there probably is. There is lightness there, too, and that should be sought out. But... There is suffering, that's okay. And B, uh, you could not have a more concrete example of attachment. So like like you said, you know, we feel uncomfortable or whatever it is. And it's just, you know, it's just a, uh, some sort of brainwave that's coming through us, rattling through us at that time. And, but we don't know exactly why that is. So what do we do? We look for something to attach it to. Well, no, it's actually, well, it must be because yesterday when I did yeah. the shmamama. And then that, that's attachment. <laughs> that's what Buddha says not to do. Not to do that. <laughs> and it's also like it's creating. Like, uh, it, it's it makes being, it worse. It's being creative in a bad way. It really yeah. is. Good morning. I mean, good morning, Happy Eric. New Happy New Year. Um, She's up early. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to come in behind the screen. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely makes it worse because it takes something that's, and it's not really your fault sometimes that you're having a bad day or they feel weird or whatever, but when you yeah. attach it to a memory, you build a story yes. and it is, it is, unfortunately, it is quite creative, um, in terms of the powers of a mind to extrapolate and things like that. Not to be confused with painting. It's bad painting. It's, it's bad painting. painting. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> It's like you're painting the wrong thing, pal. Yeah, no, that's no good. That's bad. That's bad, bad, bad painting. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, that... that uh, trying to find where we left off, too. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. That's, well, uh, that's why I'm looking away. I'm going to circle back real quick to just, to just say that. Given that that is, is I, I, I would dare say, an absolute certainty, that sometimes you just get in a funk. And you don't feel great. And the best thing to do is to do Pemachadrins, like just sit in it, just feel it, and let it dissolve. As opposed to trying to dig into it, why did this happen? Oh, it's because of this. Well, that happened because of this. Well, if this person didn't do this, then I would have never even been in the position to blah, blah, blah. And that's attachment, 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 making it worse. Which may not... And this is the thing I'm realizing. When we create these stories and these these ideas in our head of why we feel the way we feel, it may not even be true. Because we, if Most you of the time, just it's probably not, <laughs> if you just can acknowledge that it can just, and this is something we're not taught anywhere really. Like, if you're not feeling particularly well at the moment like you know your mood or something you just all of a sudden feel angry or or something you just whatever whatever emotion it is that's an uncomfortable emotion it doesn't necessarily have to have a direct cause 
that you're conscious of. No. And that's something to me that's quite enlightening because it's like, if I can just be kind enough to myself to just be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up, I'm on my way to work, and all of a sudden I just, I feel pretty messed up. And if I don't go and try and figure that out, why this and why that, and if I just let it sit, like you just said, I think that's probably the best thing you can possibly do. Yes. To be honest with yourself. Oh, I was going to say, too, that like even if there is a direct linkage cause, it doesn't much matter. Even so, yeah. Like, let's <laughs> say there is. It's, it's, if anything, it's going to make you feel more of that. Yes, at that true. moment, it'll certainly make you, know? you feel more righteous. It'll make you feel, make yeah. you feel more, more justified. But like always, there's always the other side. So if it is something that's really wrong, someone's doing or behaving in a bad way towards you, and you make it's making you angry, that could be you know your your body telling you, "Hey, this is bad. You need to do something about this. Either get yourself out of that situation." So. Some one thing, one of the things that I always notice is whenever we get on one side of a truth, there's always this other side of this truth too. Yes. And uh, just for anybody who may, because you could use that. You know what I notice is, and that's why I always want to be careful is if there is anyone who's really like kind of hanging on to the words we're saying because they're they're seeking right now in, in like a real genuine way, and we just happen to pop up on their screen. I always want to try to like be conscious of how it can be misinterpreted sometimes, you know. So well, I don't I, I don't I want anybody to be like, "Oh, you know, don't use that as a way to not deal with something you need to deal with because our emotions many times are way ahead of our intellect and they're telling us, "Hey, this is bad." You know, so that's a different kind of thing. The what me and Derek are talking about is like just is random emotion that you may feel that it's really not connected to how someone treated you a second ago or something that happened yesterday in particular unless it's really a terrible you know traumatic event and that's that's kind of what we're talking about like in a light way not not in in those heavy things and it, it that is all tied in with like you said mike of knowing thyself um, silver lining of quarantine is we've had time to think about how yeah. we feel. Hopefully we know thyselves a little better. And, um, you know, it, hopefully we would be able to better uh, differentiate what is a big deal and what isn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, because certainly there are uh, things that happen to people in life where they need to take action, they need to do something about it. Um, and I suppose when you know yourself better, you know which ones are superfluous and can just fly by the, uh, can fly away. Yeah, absolutely. And ones that you say, well, no, this, this one I really need to dig into. As we talk about on the show too, fear and like you said, emotion is often trying to show you something. Yeah, yeah, Use, um, very useful. And sometimes it's, it, you need to act um, to move yourself to a more evolved or just materially better place. John says, could we create these stories to excuse our actions and create distance from our emotions? Um, definitely. That would be another example, I think, yeah. of kind of that bad creativity, that negative creativity. Um, because, as I said, emotions uh, often... Though, I guess at the top of the show, we were talking about how sometimes emotions aren't showing you anything particularly, other than just a general discontentedness, which just happens in life, that's okay. 20 minutes later, you might be fine. Mm -hmm. um, but what John is talking about is kind of, I think, that negative creativity, the cognitive dissonance that we've mentioned on the show before, that the emotion... Now, I'm glad John brought that up, because it really is, like you were just saying, Mike, the other side of, of what we were discussing yeah. at the top of the show. Sometimes, and again, this is easier to do when you know thyself, you can differentiate what's real, what's not, what's important, what's not, what's worth digging into, what's worth letting go. An emotion is trying to show you something. And usually, as we always say, the spiritual practice is tackling fear. So some of those emotions you do have to dig into. But haven't we all been guilty 
of feeling a certain thing. Ah, you know, I really should do the. You know what? If I said I was going to do the plan, so why don't I just do? We create a story to excuse our actions and create distance from that emotion. Yeah. Now, this is very dangerous because lying is bad. And growing up, your parents tell you not to do it. And it can be very destructive in any relationship at any point in your life. You shouldn't lie to other people, even if it's difficult. What's tremendously more difficult is never lying to yourself. Mm. Because there's nobody there to call you out on it. <laughs> yes, that's a big one. That's you know what, and and it's interesting too how um, I'm glad we ended up there. Thank you, Derek, because um, it always ends up inside. And if you're lying to yeah. yourself, you're probably lying to other people too. Yeah, great point. Let's let's be it's honest. The, if you're the, if you're ready to lie to yourself about yeah, a whole bunch listen, of things, you're going to be lying to other folks too. <laughs> you know. And, uh, you're at least going to tell other people your lie. Your lie about, yeah, no, that I you've totally said to yourself. totally did this, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's something, you know, and, and um, that's great. And I, and I think uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we kind of left off. Um, this was something from Socrates. And he's basically oh, yes. saying, you know, why explore mythological stories and this, that, and the third when I am not able to know myself. So it seems... To me, ridiculous when I do not yet know that to investigate all this other stuff, and that, that's kind of where we left off. I remember, and um, and I think that that, as usual, you know, revelation through conversation, and we're we're we ended up there anyway, and um, it's so powerful because you know one of the things I've been thinking about is, oh, and by the way, I did watch the shift. With uh, with Doctor Wayne, oh dude, and wow. um, it was really good. Was and awesome. yeah, yeah, it was really good. Uh, thanks, Giovanna, and um, that's and right, Giovanna posted that. Yeah, me and uh, D um, me and Erica, we watched it, and it was really cool. Were you gonna say me and Derek? Yeah, I was about to say me and Derek. <laughs> I get that was confused. That was me, me seeing the future. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I was seeing into the future. I was in the year twenty forty five when we can meet up in person. Yeah, the timelines. <laughs> right there um so yeah we watched it and it's interesting too because a big part of it was was sort of knowing yourself and trusting yourself and um that was a, that there was several messages in that um show that movie that were very powerful and that was one of them and and i think it even tied into to this knowing of yourself because you must trust yourself to learn and um Good morning, Anna. Good morning. And so you got to trust yourself. And one of the things he talks about is is uh, he goes into, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but uh, briefly, he, he does talk about how, you know, you're born and for nine months, you don't think about anything. You don't do much of anything and everything's oh, pretty much taking care of you. So good. For you. Oh, I want to go back to that. <laughs> and, and it's interesting. So we, by trusting ourselves and, and, and I think that's part of knowing ourselves. And even what we said earlier is knowing yourself to know that, you know, I don't need to create a story to justify how I'm feeling. I just feel that way. Just that's is. it, you know? And that's such an unusual response to me. You know, like how, how often do you go to someone and you say, and you, and they, and you go, hey, uh, you seem a little off today. And then they, and then they just say, yeah, you're, you know, I, I do feel a little off. But I don't have any real reason to. It's just the way I feel. I don't know why. I mean, and which is probably, I'm going to dare say, most of the time, if not half the time, that's probably as simple as it is. But, <laughs> but we always want to find an answer. Right, right. You it's know? like if you ask somebody, it's, like, why hey, is how it, you, it's almost right. like asking, why is it raining today? Right, exactly. It really is the same. You know, um, and again, sometimes there are instances where it's like, "Well, I have this terrible thing going on. That's why I feel bad," and that's pretty clear. You don't really have to like uh, dwell on that a lot to find an answer. But yeah, we do reinforce that to one another. And so far as we're constantly like, "Hey, how you feeling?" and somebody says, eh, "Not so good," 
the immediate next question is, is something wrong? Yeah. There has to be some sort of material circumstance which is causing you directly to feel not great. And sometimes it's just like, I don't know, man, you know? Absolutely. I didn't get enough sleep, uh, you know? <laughs> sometimes there's not a reason, and that's fine. Yeah. It, like it, you said, it, uh, it, if you we know, could just be that right. honest all the time about things. <laughs> well, it's hard. It's hard. And, and, and it, inquire, it requires. I know, um, you know, they talk about, uh, Buddhists talk about uh, Buddhas having discerning wisdom, which is about as difficult a, uh, a concept to wield as you possibly could, because uh, but Buddhas realized being still get upset. And when Buddhas become teachers and things, Zen teachers, as we talked about, can be very austere, can be kind of rude at times. And it's because they know exactly when to play with the negativity of the universe to push mm. someone or something into an area where they'll be better off than where they are, or when they need to be pushed that way. So we talked about a lot on the show, you know, suffering is a grace. So sometimes you have to dig into those things. So, so you're saying that they can be even bigger jerks than the rest of us if they want to. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, because it's sort of like they're playing in that arena all the time. And they're like, okay. I feel like being a jerk, and I know I can be an excellent jerk because I understand this stuff. That's right. I wanted to mention this before, but there's a like a famous Buddhist story. I think I might get the names wrong, but I think it's it's all in Trumpa Rinpoche's lineage. So okay. it's it's all him being reincarnated. I think, or he's one of the stuff. But it's like Milarepa was a teacher, and Marpa was a student, and I think it's that Marpa became enlightened. Like his moment of realization was when Milarepa, his teacher, took off his shoe and slapped him in the face <laughs> with it. <laughs> and it was at that moment when... That sounds the, like the a Puerto Rican uh, mom's enlightenment to, to her kid. Because if Puerto that Rican moms are famous too, for actually. flinging the chancleta. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> it's, it's funny how, see, the wisdom, it travels from culture to culture. It really does. <laughs> There's some universalities in this world, Mike. We know, we've well known that. <laughs> Ooh, Erica threw this in there. Bad weather. bad weather can mm-hmm. have a negative effect on your emotions. That's, That's another interesting point, too, Mike, that we are incredibly sensitive beings. And yeah. as we always talk about on the show, we're incredibly impacted by a, a multitude of things around us, persons, places, uh, environments. Yes, that's a great point. So isn't it, isn't it kind of even the commonly held that like, eh, you know, on a rainy Tuesday, it's, everybody's like a little dreary. Damn and straight. And is that anybody's fault? Is it, That's actually a good concrete example of yeah, like... that's a great example. just being a funk and it's like not because your life is falling apart. It's yeah. not because you're questioning, did you make the right choices in life? I don't know, that's just kind of rainy out today. It's, that just makes me feel like I want to stay home and eat soup, you know? That's a great way, too, to look at it, you know? Like to just be like, it's just raining inside today. Dude, yeah. That's I know. a great way to look at it. You know, I never yeah. thought of it that way. That's the, great. The weather of the mind. Yeah. Because um, that's certainly a thing. Yeah. Not and it might just stop day. raining just like it stops raining outside. <laughs> right. Like it could, it could, it might rain all day. It might be over <laughs> in five minutes. That is so good. That's a man. hell of a way to thank you. Thank you, honey. That was great. That's a hell of a way to look at it. The weather of the mind. So Jesus, I, I'm going to keep that in mind this week. So um, um, I, I found, you know how I find people that I get fascinated by for a little while? Oh, yes. Uh, I found a new guy I want to look into. Who we got, Mike? Who are we introducing down to the content, uh, content family? This guy, Linji. He is a ninth century Zen guy. Heck yeah. And uh, he's, he's very interesting to me because from what I understand... Uh, I'm just learning about him now. Um, he was the way he taught his his group was that he didn't want any of them, and that's this is very Zen. Zen is Zen is not a, much about scripture. It's not much about any of that. It's it's not necessarily about teachings. It's about getting beyond that. And he wanted them to more look into themselves. He wanted them to not necessarily follow him. He was very adamant about that. And he's sort of, from what I'm, I'm early in learning about him, but 
from what I'm learning is that that was kind of his thing, you know, that he wanted them all to have their own sort of internal perception. And he, one of the things he said, which is a quote I have here, he said, we lack faith in ourselves. And, you know, I felt like this connected really well because we'd been thinking about knowing thyself. And I think if we, you know, that's interesting, you know, because if we're really honest, if we have faith in ourselves, we would trust more of what's really happening. You know, so we would just be able more, the more faith we have in ourselves, the more we'll be able to say, oh, it's just raining today inside. Because you're really uh, having that faith in yourself. And I think that's, an, to me, a lack of faith in ourselves also doesn't allow us to listen to the universe, that voice, you know, God, the source. It doesn't allow us to because that's where it's speaking to us, you know, it, it, within. So it, it, it's through our heart, through, our, through, through us, you know, so we, to, to me, I'm feeling like if you know yourself, like they're speaking of, it's interesting too, because Socrates is saying, why go out there? And, and that's another thing I thought about a lot. You know, why go out there and figure out all this stuff? And it's very Zenish, you know, you go out there, you figure all this stuff out. Why am I going to do that when I, I've got enough work to do right here just yeah. to figure out who I am? Yeah. And, but if you if you really dig in and then you connect we lack faith in ourselves and the way that this guy Linji was teaching and he really wanted people to dig into themselves and get those answers because he he felt that's where they were i feel like all that connects because he would understand what the myths are trying to teach what the the stories the everything within himself because it's really there and and even that movie the shift he speaks you know he speaks a lot about recovering that what's already there you know of we we're we're kind of programmed we talk about this a lot you know the consumerism the the whole thing is we're programmed in that way and then we have to kind of deconstruct all that stuff to get back to what we already knew and and i and i feel like knowing thyself is is a gigantic part of that and um you know it it really I don't know. It's just, it's, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot and that, that's kind of where I've been. So what are your thoughts on that stuff there? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, um, like that, you know, this, this issue of listening to your heart, let's say, mm-hmm. is of course made all the more difficult by almost everything in culture telling you that, um, you shouldn't just be yourself, that you yourself are not good enough as you are. Um, but we have yeah. heroes that we worship, and we have basketball players, and we have celebrities, and we have politicians, though very few of them, let's be honest, um, who we regard as heroes, and you should be more like them. And then when you have the mansion, maybe then... And so it's all the more difficult when everything in culture says, don't listen to yourself, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, but as we've been talking about in the show the past couple of weeks, too... Um, Hopefully, during quarantine, we all know ourselves a little bit better. We're able to listen to ourselves and discern with discerning wisdom what's worth pursuing and getting after. Do I really care about? And what is superfluous garbage I can just leave behind me that means absolutely nothing in the long run? Yeah. And um, let's talk a little bit more about faith in a second, um, because that's something I think we've, we've kind of been meaning or circling around for a while. but. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say is this is also um, touching on the courage to be the one in 50, the one in 500, that sometimes you have to go against, quote unquote, the grain. Yeah. But you've got to do it because you've got to follow your heart and what you feel compelled by. And the great, uh, the greatest part about it is that there is a safety net of self that even if you're wrong, and those other 499 people were correct, that will present you with suffering, which you will be able to incorporate into your being, which will drive you into a different direction, which will ultimately lead you to being the person that you are. Mm. Again, when you ask grandpa what were the what was his life like, 
he gives you a list of achievements and tremendous difficulties. Yeah. Those two things shaped who that person is. Um, so you can't go wrong from a uh, 10,000 foot perspective. Um, so, but you, but this is all requires a tremendous amount of faith in yourself. Again, so difficult in today's American culture. Yeah. It's but, almost like you have to get rid of all of that. Yeah, you kind of do. First. Yeah, it kind of has to come first. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Cause if, <laughs> Which it, is really hard. Because that'll be the cognitive dissonance, dissonance, the bad type. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because talk you're, about, you're talk trying about to, stories that excuse our yeah. actions and create distance from our emotions. That's yeah. what advertising is. Yeah, so if you're trying to go down this path, but you're still hanging on to, to those uh, that programming, that's going to be pretty tough. That's brutal. And faith, um, gosh, we should probably do a whole episode on this. I mean, maybe yeah. we have before, but uh, faith, I think, is a word that has become kind of a dirty word um, because people just associate it with church and, and, and yeah, they like, think uh, being all, told what to do and you should have faith in God and blah, blah, blah. All faith is blind, I think they, they believe. Those people or, mm. you know. Yeah, right. That like, uh, yeah, faith is on the other side of science, um, which I, d- I don't necessarily think that's what it is. And and faith is an enormous concept, but let's focus in on faith in yourself, Mike. Yeah. And um, what what when somebody says like faith in yourself, what does faith mean in that context to you? I think uh, it's... it's l- I don't think it comes, I think we're going further along on, if you want to call it the spiritual evolution journey. Uh, I don't think you can even get to that faith in yourself. I think you can have faith in God. I think you can have all that other stuff first before you have faith in yourself a lot of times. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not all the time, but at least for me, that that's kind of how it worked out. Hmm. And. I think before you can really trust yourself, um, you've got to have been kind to yourself. You've got it. That's why it took it took a while for me to trust myself that way because I had to first be nice to myself. Then I yeah, had to first start to like myself, which is hard. Yeah, which was super hard. I had to be kind to myself. I had to start to like myself. Then I started to have to start thinking about myself, and I'm like, you know, you're not so bad. And then I had to. Then I would. Then I was like, you know what? You you've been right enough times. You, <laughs> you know been that right about some stuff. About some stuff <laughs> that you might be able to trust yourself. Like I had to go through this process, sort of like, of getting to know myself, mm-hmm. the way I would get to know someone else. Yeah. You know, like if, you know, oh, you, you know, where where I didn't even trust myself. I was like, you know, I didn't even like myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through this process of like becoming a friend to myself, mm-hmm. and then trusting myself. Like you know. You, you're not a complete a-hole. You're okay. You're all right. And then maybe I can listen to you sometimes. Then I, <laughs> then the sometimes I would listen to myself, I built up more of a trust. And I'd be like, man, that voice that, that I never would listen to, it's pretty all right, that voice. It's pretty, it, it's pretty dead on most of the time. And I believe that that is that, that stuff that's already there that I'm starting to listen to. Because I went through that process of um, going from not even liking myself to actually loving myself to trusting myself. And now that voice is like, that's what I'm listening to, really. And I think that's part of the, the knowing yourself, you know, that process of getting to know yourself. You know, I think, it, I think that what I said is a really simple way of going into it instead of trying to complicate it too much. Yes, I would agree with that, and thank you for that, Mike. It's an interesting question. Like, would you be friends with yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. And if you uh, say no, that's a starting point, I'd say. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, And this is a commonly held conception. uh, What the Groucho Marx quote, that uh, Woody Allen, whatever. I don't want to be a member of any club that would allow me to be a member, you know. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's a good quote. And, uh, yeah, a lot of self-hatred, very prevalent, again, for a myriad reasons. 
would you be friends with yourself? Um, cause you have to, cause you can't go anywhere. <laughs> and this, this represents, uh, there's almost like a duality of mind here that how can I be with friends with myself? I am myself. So yeah. am I, so am I supposed to pretend like I'm a different person and just look at me? Well, there's always that duality, right? I mean, kind the, of, the yeah. good, good, evil, those two sides, we always, uh, you know, it, I, I remember I was listening to someone talk once uh, on a, on a podcast or some. You know, on well back then it was a radio show. It was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he 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 made a joke and he was like, you know, I can't be mad when I uh, Wayne Mombler uh, is is the guy I'm talking about. I used to listen to him, and uh, he was like, you know, I can't be so upset with people when they disagree with me, because half the time I don't agree with myself. <laughs> I mean, I've been arguing with myself about. Whether I should do this or that all morning, and and I was like, damn it, that's a that was a great insight, you know. It was like it's true. Like, how can you really be upset with someone? I I and he was he was, but that was an honesty he had within himself, which is knowing yourself. To me, yeah. that's knowing yourself to know. I've been arguing with myself all week. Oh, about man. something. One day I'm on this side of it. The next day I'm on that side of it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know who to go. <laughs> and, and that's knowing yourself. It's like I'm always going back and forth about things, you know, instead of certainly being uh, dishonest about that. And I think that's a, that's a great jewel, you know, definitely. Uh, I think so too, man. Um, Happy New Year, Les. So I, well, we'll have to do uh, like a full deep dive episode on faith, exactly, Mike. Because yeah, like I, I said, I think that's become a dirty word at some point, and maybe it should be reconstituted. It, it, its definition should be reconstituted into a different term. Yeah. Um, but faith is something I, I think that's incredibly important, and as we mentioned many times on the show before, I'm a big proponent of like as above, so below. What's true out there is also incredibly true in here. Yeah, and if you have a faith in yourself, it is actually the same exact thing as having faith in the entire universe. And I think with within community, and and that's maybe that's part of the reason why we're we love community as as humans, why we're so social, because in we did speak on this. I don't know if it was last episode or one before that, where a lot of you know we don't have a laboratory for the stuff we speak about. We can't test it and and yeah, give you right. data. We can't do that. But when 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 I'm you know when I just discovered Linji and he said we lack faith in ourselves that rang a bell and uh, it made me think about things and I and and a lot of the things someone else might have said you know we I'm I'm repeating what what we said before but I think it's important to the to the conversation about faith is there is evidence and there's if if that guy's been thinking the same thing he's been thinking the same it rings true to me. And and within myself, um, you know, Erica has a comment here. Uh, if you have faith in yourself, then you have complete confidence in yourself. That's hard. Some of us are lacking much confidence. That's a good point too. Sure. Confidence, faith, and uh, you know, for, for some reason, there's there's a scripture that popped in my head. Uh, I think it's it's Paul that says, uh, "Faith is the substance of things hoped for." and the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. And I think that's a good summary because it it kind of shows you that when you're in the faith zone, it's it's ideas, it's concepts, it's the things unseen, it's, it's the substance of things hoped for, which you, you if you're hoping for something, it's not visible, it's not a material thing, and it's the unseen. Our self is within us is unseen you know even 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 to have that takes faith to believe in something greater than just this body and this physical mm-hmm. that there's some faith involved in that to actually believe that i am a self that i'm more than just this body and i think that faith ends up on things that are beyond our the 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 physical senses you know smell touch there's these other senses that we have, and I think that's where the faith realm shows up. Confidence. You, you can't. I can't build you a confidence here. I just right. built this for you. This twenty nine ninety nine. I mean, that's what they try to do, <laughs> but I can't build you a confidence. I put some nuts and yeah. bolts together, and, and I built a confidence. <laughs> and and it's interesting too because the, those people who are so opposed to faith, 
they're constantly talking about concepts and things that are that are not in quotes real you know emotional yeah, so they intelligence would require, they would require what, what, faith that requires clear. faith that's a that's something you know emotional intelligence you know what how are you going to score yeah. your emotional intelligence how do you score it well, i mean it is, it, is that even semester. real i mean you know it's like where's what's this thing you're it, talking yeah it doesn't about? have to be a huge leap of faith but there's faith in that sure there's there's faith in anything that's invisible you know yeah. but then there's it begs the question is it is it is is the table and and I think I, I don't know if I brought this up but this is you know this is like greek philosophy is is the table more real you know the one I'm I got my computer on right now and the microphone than the one I'm imagining in my head. And many would say that the one in my head is more real because I could just throw this table out or burn it and it wouldn't exist anymore where the one in my head that I'm imagining won't. It's just forever. Mm. So that that's something to think about too is faith, this funny little thing that silly people, you know, some someone someone was telling me something and they were like, my grandmother put a piece of bread and a statue. And I said, why do you do that? And she said, because it brings peace to the house. And it was not in a, like, in a way where they thought, obviously, they, they were saying, um, that's to me, they came across like, that's just silly. But you know what? Let me, let me ask you, this, this is what I thought about after that conversation. And this is, this is in the realm of faith. People... Who's smarter, that grandma who put a piece of bread in a statue somewhere and found peace in an instant, or someone who did eight years of school, learned what <laughs> peace means, everything about peace, you name it. They, they traveled, they, they, they visited temples, and they came back home, and they said, this is all baloney. Yeah. I tried it all. It's not worth anything. I can't find peace. <laughs> So and 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 they're smart enough to know about placebos and this works yeah, and right. that doesn't That's work and and you know the placebo grandma knew the placebo the the this the that and the third and she conquered it immediately without without needing to travel without needing for endless talks and and lectures <laughs> she put a piece of bread and a statue and she said and and she she had figured out by doing that that was her placebo let's say maybe it's maybe there's more to it maybe there's not not even necessary to argue that she did it and that was her piece and that was the end of the story mm. so is that real or is it fake yeah i mean is, if you want to if you want to imbue she's got the piece she got it yeah, and if you want to imbue faith in science, there's a pretty concrete example of, well, you have the statue and the piece of bread. These are material things that are there. And with the desired end result, <laughs> you, have, you have statue bread, desired end result is peace. And so what is the, the weapon that is wielded here is the power of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, caged in the term of faith or yeah. let's say the terminal of faith that that is using a spiritual concept but also as scientists would say the placebo effect to get a very concrete result that is measurable by science if you want to measure how your brain is the endorphins or whatever is flowing through you versus before and so faith, yeah, is often regarded as this nebulous concept. Uh, who knows? You know, you have faith and stuff and it doesn't work out. You know, what the heck are you going to do? Um, a faith may well be a tremendously and one of the most important scientific con concepts that there is. Um, and I, I do believe uh, I've watched a, a series of uh, YouTube documentaries of varying degrees of truth <laughs> about mm -hmm. uh, quantum physics. And I think eventually science will bear out a lot of these concepts, even like the power of prayer. Um, yeah. They said that, you know, you're sort of like basically 
sending energy to a different place and energy can travel across light or band waves or whatever. I'm not a scientist. Um, that a person can feel it and they might not be like, Ooh, someone's praying for me right now. Right. But on some subconscious level, so, there is energy that's working through there. Yeah. And that's scientific, but it's also faith. Right. So that begs the question, who's really smart here? The guys, the guys who spend all that time to figure out what grandma always knew or grandma. Right. That's right. that's the question that you know to you know and 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 I really feel that those people who 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 uh shun faith, you know, and and uh sort of make it sound like something to be embarrassed about. Um should really think about that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, you know? Like, I think so too, man. <laughs> think think about that a little bit, you know, cuz you're you're Listen, I love science because it, the reason I love science is because it talks about the same stuff that all these great spiritual teachers are talking. I mean, uh, last night I'm I'm watching I'm watching that movie and he talks about having a quantum moment, you know. And it's like there you go. It's all so intertwined, and that's why it's it's fun to me. And I'm also interested in science because it's it's talking about the same stuff. It's just talking about it in in it in a different way in a in a more like heady like you know intelligent way that makes it okay and accepted by the masses yeah you know I mean, like has, if i has... say placebo i'm awesome <laughs> now if i say you know the statue and bread i'm an idiot like you're nuts <laughs> right exactly and that and i think that's you know that's that's the difference you know it's like uh yeah. You know, and and not to get too much into that, but I mean, for God's sakes, all these universities, these top universities, used to be theological seminaries, yeah, and, and all their methodology, and and the way that they do things, and the way that they uh, study literature, and how they their scientific methods. A lot of them came from the methods of studying the Word of God, you know, which is what you know they call the Bible. Uh, those that methodology. You know Isaac Newton was a, was a big time theologian, and he studied the scriptures heavy, and a lot of that application, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure a little, a little or a lot of it, crossed over into his scientific way of how he went at things. So it's not all, you know, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater, you know. Yeah. When it comes to faith and I agree, knowing ourselves and things like that. I agree, and you know, Mike. So maybe maybe that's where we'll pick it up next week. Any and everybody wants to ponder a little bit on what faith is. Is it okay to have faith? What do you have faith in? Is having faith in yourself the same thing as having faith in God? Is having faith in the entire universe that there might be something more to this than just a giant mistake that we're here? Is that the same thing as having faith in yourself? Or rather, can that empower you to have faith in yourself maybe there is something meaningful you could do maybe there's something tremendously meaningful you're already doing give yourself a little bit of brownie points for that one time i had somebody tell me uh you know if you have a difficult decision to make in life this isn't always easy to do but it's mostly just a fun thought exercise think of yourself as a character in a book well Mm. or on television show whatever or on a podcast (laughs) all we have nowadays in this hell world that we live in but what would you want that character to do if you if you were going to like this person if you're going to root for this hero what would you like this person to do and that requires a little bit of separation between yourself and uh, your environment and what you're involved in um and you would want to have faith in a character you were rooting for um yeah so we'll have to talk much much more about that mike and I would. I'm also gonna talk about because it's 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 something I really want to talk about because I've I've been com- having conversations about this, and it's like, you know, like for example, you know the the like I said with placebo, even synchronicity, it's fine in any circle to say I believe in synchronicity. Oh, me too. I believe in the universe. But if you yeah. say I believe in providence, and I believe in God, no. you're an idiot. And it's like the, it's same, the same damn thing. thing. <laughs> And I think we need to be honest about that. Like, you know, like it was it's just not PC, you know. If it's if it's a placebo, it's okay. If it's bread and and a, and a, you know, a statue, that's not okay. 
If it's synchronicity, oh yeah, me too. If it's flow, it's all gravy. But if you say I was just led by the 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 universe to do something, you know. But if it, and 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 I learned that this this was what I had to do to paint. And when I paint, I just go into someplace else. You're an idiot. But if you say I learned that to feel good about what I do, I had to get into the state of flow. Now you're oh, okay. You're a good guy. <laughs> you're all right. You you join the club. You're speaking our language. Then it means that the concepts are always the same. It's just terminology, and yeah. that's fine to me. I just want to figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I think, and I think that's a more honest conversation because it's kind of weird how we're talking about the same damn thing. Yeah, exactly. But we get Stop so upset at each other because oh, very oh no, that's synchronicity. Oh no, that's neuroplasticity. <laughs> oh, and wait a second. You know, that's not, you know, meditating. Oh, okay. But neuroplasticity, that's awesome. That's real. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. great. <laughs> you know? And I, I listen, I think grandma and the and the crochet person, mm-hmm. they have this thing figured out. Yeah, I think so, man. Grandma with her statue and bread, the crochet lady mm-hmm. who who tells Ramdas what it's all about. I understand the entire universe. They got it figured out. It's the rest of it's the rest of us who need to catch up. I think so too. That's where I'm at. All right, guys. (laughs) Next time. See ya.